This episode is brought to you by my good friends at Huzo. Huzo is an acronym for human sound. Huzo delivers uniquely enhanced human toning sounds through headphones as well as through pads placed on your major acupuncture meridians on your body, which are your wrist and your ankles, thereby introducing a specific modulated frequency that are balancing and harmonizing throughout your body. One session takes about 30 minutes, and during that time, a strange series of tones create a natural resonance in your body that Huzo claims counteracts the harmful EMFs, toxins, and stresses you are exposed to during the day or just normal living, all while balancing the body, leaving you with a clear head, improved health, better sleep, and the feeling of calmness and well-being. You can try one at www.thisishuzo.com slash rebel. Use the code rebel25 to save $25. The folks at Huzo even have a great payment solution for you with terms up to 12 months. Check it out. I highly recommend this machine. It has changed my life and calmed me out. Thank you and enjoy this episode. One analogy I like to share is that if you're parallel parking, for example, and you, by mistake, end up backing up into the car behind you and just tapping it a little bit, that's what bumpers are for. You just tap it a little bit. Are you going to keep going in that direction? Or are you going to turn around and go the other direction because you tapped it? Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. I am excited for today's episode to talk to Najina Abdullah. Najina is a health coach for female professionals, corporate executives, and seven-figure entrepreneurs. Also the founder of the website, masalabody.com. She teaches tested and perfected metabolism-boosting strategies to help women lose 20 to 40 pounds while working 60 hours plus a week, even if they have tried everything. Najina has a degree in molecular and cell biology from UC Berkeley, an MBA from NYU Stern, and worked for a top four consulting firm as a management consultant before starting her health coaching business. She has been featured in health.com, Business Insider, People.com, and many more. I hope you enjoy this episode and be blessed and much love. Nagina, welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It was some, you know, I, it's cold here in Atlanta, but you have some snow. Yeah. We have a lot of snow. We just got hit by a major snowstorm, which is actually refreshing because it hasn't been, we haven't been getting that much snow in years. So it's it's pretty fun to do some sledding and other snow fun. 
And that plus that comes at a good time with the kids kind of, uh, I, I don't even know if the kids are in school there or are they still homeschooling? They are like half and half. They're okay. hybrid. Sometimes they're in school, but their school was officially called off yesterday, but today it is, um, it, they were virtual, which they were disappointed because they were like, <laughs> why do we have to go to school and we could be playing in the snow? But it's not like they had to go anywhere. So it wasn't very hard. Okay, good. So that's fun. And snow is always fun. It's beautiful to see fresh snow. It is. It you is know, beautiful. And, uh, last night I stood on the patio here and we, of course it didn't stick, but I was watching the snow just just watching it come down because it doesn't happen very often down here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, so, it is really beautiful. Wow. I can't believe that it was snowing there. That's amazing. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. I think it's cold across the whole United States is what I heard. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So before we dig in to the today's topic, which is something everybody struggles with, and that's weight gain and weight loss, I want to know a little bit about you and how you came into this realm of health coaching and help and helping women, uh, professional women, working moms and working and also women, period. How did this, how did you get into this? Yes. Well, I got into it as a um, result of a personal transformation. So I was a working overweight mom and I had always been like, I had struggled with my weight for my entire life. And I tried every single weight loss system, diet plan, every single workout routine out there. And I was never really able to lose more than 10 pounds without yo-yoing back up and gaining 10 or 15 pounds because I felt so restricted as I was losing the weight. And um, what happened is that I was working for a very um, demanding uh, firm as a management consultant, which was my dream job. I worked in New York City. I worked 60 plus hours a week, I traveled all around meeting my clients that were Fortune 500 clients. And you know, with this lifestyle came a lot of eating at really nice restaurants. And it came a lot of working really hard, followed by eating, followed by drinking. And so, um, so then I had my first child while I was living in this lifestyle and then my second child. And not only had I struggled with my weight before pregnancy, but then my weight really went up and I was living then at a weight that was just so completely uncomfortable to me. I had, I couldn't, like after I had my two children, I had 20 pounds more that I couldn't get off of me. And so what happened is that after making, doing some research adding certain foods to my diet and really looking into how can I create a sustainable lifestyle change versus going on another diet because I no longer had time with that with two kids. I changed my lifestyle and I lost not only the 20 pounds that I had gained through pregnancy, but 20 more. So I lost 40 pounds in nine months of making these changes. And I got to the, the leanest, healthiest weight where I felt completely confident in my body. I never even thought I could get to that weight. And now it's been 10 years and I've not only kept it off, but I've gotten more toned, more fit. And, um, and now I'm able to set that example for my children to be healthy as they're growing up too. And so with all those changes, it became such a transformation. When I lost 40 pounds, so many people asked me what I did because after I had two kids, if you could believe this, this usually doesn't happen. I was so much more in shape than before I had kids. And, and so all of the moms, all of the professional women that I worked with were asking me what I did. So many women that I actually had to start a blog. I felt like I had to share this somewhere. So I started a blog and then I started coaching 
coaching other professional women to do exactly what I did to create a plan for them, to give them coaching on like stress eating and all all the other things that come along with things on planning. And now over a thousand women have lost 20 to 40 pounds or more with my coaching. And so now this is my business. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. you. You're not doing any more corporate America? I, I, nope, I left corporate America, not even, you know, just really recently, but I did have the, I had the, my, my business on the side of my corporate job. And then I made certain decisions in my corporate job where I was not like working 60, 70 hour weeks. I was working a normal schedule. And then I would, I was actually working more in my side business, which now is my full-time business and is more, much more successful than, than even being a management consultant at a top four firm was because when professional women, physicians and entrepreneurs who I help, they just didn't have anybody that was specifically helping them given their schedules. And so there's just, there's a lot of women that need the support that is very specialized. And so the business has been growing. Awesome. Awesome. Just out of curiosity, you said you've tried a lot of different diets. I I went kind of the same pathway and I tried one. Now my mind's going to go blank. Joe Montana. And you got in the mail in a box and you threw them in the microwave. What the heck was the name of that one? Was it, well, I know that sounds like Nutrisystem. Nutrisystems. There okay. we go. Oh, okay. okay. Did you try that one too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that too. I did that too. Yes. Yes. So what did you think about it? Well, I started to look into the chemicals in it. One day I was sitting there reading the box and I'm like, whoa, this can't be that healthy. Why don't I start making these myself? Wow. That's so true. Oh my gosh. That's what they do. They, they like the, all of the weight loss systems out there. They, they're telling you to eat smaller portions of unhealthy processed food. And that's exactly why it makes you feel like it's so like it's, it's, it can make you actually feel like you're not meant to live at a lean weight because that's the, that's the journey that you have to follow of like starving yourself because you're eating chemical, chemically based foods. That's just not normal. You don't have to do that. But also, one thing that I we probably have this in common, in my opinion, and my listeners have heard me say this before, is diet's a four-letter word. Because it's not. And to your point, dieting is, a, is usually a, a yo-yo. Mm-hmm. You go up, you come down, you go up, you come down, you go up, you come down. Then you're on to the next one, you go up and you come down. What, in your opinion, is wrong with our weight loss industry today? Okay. So, I mean, uh, uh, what's wrong with our weight loss industry is exactly what, you know, what's causing us to be on the yo-yo diet. And that is that we are following diets. And, you know, what happens is like a lot of times, uh, like any, you know, person will go on in their life. They'll, they'll, they won't really think about the fact that they're slowly gaining weight. They don't have to face it. Um, There's nothing that's really hurting them. And then all of a sudden one day they'll realize, you know, maybe their pants don't fit. Maybe they're, they have to buy a bigger size, which no one wants to do. They may have um, like a, a, an event coming up that they want to look good for, or they may go to the doctor and their doctor may spark them into reality and say like, your blood pressure is high, your blood sugar is high, your cholesterol is high. You need to make a change. And so at this point, a lot of times what people do is they urgently feel like, oh my God, I have to hurry up and lose this weight. I have to hurry up and do this. And so they end up following a diet and a diet. What's wrong with the diet is that it's restrictive. It makes you eat a like a very low amount of calories without teaching you how to eat filling foods to stay full. 
using those calories. And so you end up eating hardly anything, feeling starving. And it's been proven that when foods are taken away from you, you actually think about them more. When foods are forbidden, you want them more. So imagine you're trying not to eat chocolate, you're trying not to eat ice cream, but as a, but because you're not allowed to eat it, you're thinking of it more, and so you feel bad because you don't have the willpower to actually not eat ice cream or chocolate. But it's because it's being completely taken out of your diet. So what I recommend instead, and what has worked for me and, and over a thousand women now, is to not restrict yourself and to never go on a diet, but instead to create tiny changes that create a lifestyle change. Now, there's so many studies that show that 50 to 95% of our days are based on habits, meaning we go around our day doing things that are like we're not even thinking about. Even when you're working on something, you're using habits that you have about how you work, what you think about. You're not thinking about that many things that cause you to do different actions. So if you're trying to do a diet, that's taking you out of your element. You're doing something separate and you're always going to come back to your regular habits. So the only way to actually hack this and to stay lean forever, to slim down and live in your live in the body that you really want to live in is to actually go in deep on changing your habits. And that's called a lifestyle transfer. And that's what weight loss, the weight loss industry never addresses. They only address losing the weight today. They don't actually like help you address the mindsets, the, the, um, the planning, the foods that you're craving. They don't get rid of your cravings. They just make you crave them and tell you not to have them. So there's so many reasons that there's, there's so many things wrong. But in summary, you will never lose weight by following Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, all those things and keep it off. You could lose it, but it's going to be very hard to keep it right. off. Right. And I, I, I've seen that with some bariatric patients too that are having clients of mine is that they, because let's face it, everybody wants a quick fix. So when the people are really obese, they go for the surgery. But after they get done with the surgery, there's nobody there to, to teach them this. I mean, there's, oh, true. they have a dietitian who, for a little bit of time, is covered by their insurance. But once that's what's that honeymoon over, they they don't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. So they revert so back to their old habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. How do how do you go about working through that part with with somebody like? You know, I see a lot Coca Cola. You know, Coca Cola is a big one, especially here in Atlanta. I mean, I, I've been joking on Facebook that if we really want to stop COVID, COVID, let's shut Coca Cola down. You know, but that's true. I mean, we need to address that stuff that that we're addicted to because it is an addiction of sorts. The sugar is an addiction. We'll get into sugar, but we need to stop that, get that monkey off the back. And, and what are some of your tricks to do that? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. So, I mean, the, the thing is that really, you know, we, we, yeah, so we'll talk, we'll talk about sugar, but what we, you know, some of the things like to really look for are how to, what to eat that you actually like eating. So I am a big fan of loving what you eat and enjoying what you eat and not eating something just to lose weight. When you start eating things just to lose weight, it's definitely going to be temporary because at some point you're going to be at the end of your day, you're going to be sitting on your couch and you're going to say, I deserve a treat. I want to treat myself. And that's very likely to end up with wine, um, chocolate cake, 
ice cream, or a number of other things. And, um, and so, you know, what we want to do is actually enjoy what we're eating. And that's actually a really great transition for people about how to go from having an unhealthier lifestyle to a healthy lifestyle is to introduce how to make foods taste good. Now, one of the key things that everybody knows that we're supposed to do to be healthy is to eat more vegetables. Now, it's so true. I can't underscore how important it is. It's so excellent for your for your digestive system. It washes things out. You will have a flatter stomach. You'll debloat your belly. You'll you'll reduce your inflammation and you'll feel more full on like 25 calories, which is like what what basically if you eat a cup of broccoli, you're eating hardly any calories, but you're staying so full and satisfied. But the problem with eating more vegetables for most people is that they don't know how to make it taste good. And because it doesn't taste good, they don't eat it. Instead, they tell their kids to eat it and they don't eat it. And so one of the best things that someone can do is to learn how to make your vegetables taste good. Because when you can hack eating more vegetables, you end up naturally eating less carbs and you end up boosting your metabolism because of that. Um, And so that's really one of the key things. Well, that brings me to your website name, Masala Body. Now, when I read it, I'm like, She's using a spice or a word that talks about it because masala is a mixture of spices that the Indians have used for ages just to make their food taste good. Is that where you came up with this? Yes, I love it. You know a lot. Oh my gosh, Tom, I love it. Yes, um, you definitely. Masala means a blend of spices, and my and and my my company name and website is Masala Body. And so what that means is a, it's a double play on names where it's use a, like have a blend of spices. So masalas to have a spicy body, a masala body. Oh, yeah, I love and that. So, yeah, I didn't take you. it that far though. I didn't take it that far. That's great. <laughs> so I was like masala. What, okay, that's yeah. cool. I and love it. Thank you. And that that was one of the things that I did differently when I finally lost the forty pounds after years and, a, and years and a lifetime of struggle was that I started adding spices to my foods. And what it did is it made my my food taste amazing. It was so easy. It wasn't like I needed some some special recipes. It was just sprinkling on spices, um, and it made my food taste delicious. But not only that, when I started losing weight so quickly, I started researching the benefits of spices mm. and finding that spices actually boost your metabolism. They blow, debloat your belly. They help you um, curb sugar cravings, and they reduce your appetite. And it's all so true. When you eat them, you'll see that these things happen. And and so that's really one of the secrets that I use to flavor my my vegetables is to use these metabolism boosting spices because they taste so good. They make you like imagine craving cauliflower and craving green beans. Well, that's what I do every day. I crave my vegetables. And a lot of it is because they have these beautiful metabolism boosting, belly flattening spices on them. So I know that, well, anywhere, most of the way are all around the world. I mean, but especially in India, the spices are, are like at mark. Right? You, you can walk down the street at the market and there's just rows and rows of spi- dry spices or even n- not dry spices. There's the, the plant before it's a spice that you just pick and then you grind up. I mean, that's part of their culture. And that's something that we miss, mm-hmm. the bodine. And I think, you know, because we see salt and pepper and then we think of that as a spice. But it's really not. <laughs> you know, it's like, and I, I, I watched, I was watching, uh, uh, Daniel Kennedy was on my show in the past. He did a, a series 
live a healthy, long life. And if you look at some of the regions in the world where people live a healthy, long life, like India and Mexico and, you know, the, the, the Eastern people eat small meals, but they put a lot of spices on them. And they also eat with a lot of people involved. So there's a lot of things going on there where mm-hmm. they're, you know, where their meals are smaller, the spices are helping. What are some of the spices that you have that help curcumin's a big one, turmeric mm-hmm. in yep. India? Yep, that's a great one. Yes, yes. What other some what are some of the other spices that you have in your arsenal? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll share a few that are really key and really easy. In fact, probably most people listening will have some, if not all of these spices. They're not about being exotic or like you have to go off to like some special store to get. And I can, you know, just, just preface this from saying I am of Indian background. And when I was growing up, I grew up eating spices as a normal thing. Like I was probably a baby eating spices and I, we ate them in all of our, all of our meals and it was no big deal. And, and so when I started trying to eat healthy, I would see all of the, the the recipes and I would see all the food from all the programs. And I would always think that this was something separate I had to do because the food never tasted good. And it was a really big problem for me because I couldn't get myself to actually force myself to eat it for longer than a week. And, and so with, by adding the spices, it's very natural to me. And then I, I found out that like, the benefits are incredible when you cook your foods the right way too. So, so some of the spices, this is one of the things that I got started with right away when I actually lost my 40 pounds was, uh, and I hope that, you know, your listeners will really, really um, support me on, lo- on loving this. Um, the spice is cinnamon. And, and, you know, cinnamon goes against what we usually think of spices, which is, is that spices are spicy and they're not actually spicy. There's right. so many spices that are not spicy, that are neutral or like cinnamon that are sweet. And so what cinnamon does is it actually lowers your blood sugar. So it brings it, 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 like when you, if you were to eat sugar, if you had, if you had cinnamon, it would lower your blood sugar. It would cause you to store less fat in your body. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I actually did a whole analysis recently over the holidays, um, where I looked at all of the sweeteners, like there's all these sweeteners that are out there, like agave and, um, maple syrup and other things like that. And what you actually see is that those sweeteners actually do still spike your insulin and cause you to store more fat. But cinnamon is the one ingredient that actually, actually lowers it. So it counteracts sugar. It's so amazing and so powerful and so perfect for weight loss. The other thing that cinnamon is really, really excellent for is that it gives you your that sugar fix. It gives you that taste of sweetness without giving you the fat gain mm. that sugar does. And so one of the best and easiest ways to use cinnamon is to use it in your coffee or your tea or your smoothie in the morning. And what you have to do is all you do is sprinkle in a little bit of, of the cinnamon. It's really, you don't have to measure it, but if you want to measure it, it could be an eighth of a teaspoon or less because it is powerful if you go more than that. Um, and so you just sprinkle it in, you can mix it up. Sometimes it doesn't mix completely and that's fine. And when you drink it, you'll see that you won't need as much sugar. So you could either leave your sugar out completely or you could just add like a little bit of sugar. Mm. So yeah. And so, so cinnamon is really an excellent one. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can share like, well, I, I love the one that you shared. So I'd love to talk more about that because that's a really good one. Um, okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. So curcumin, which is the main ingredient in turmeric, 
um, is, is turmeric is a golden yellow spice and it is, uh, it actually, the benefits are that it's anti-inflammatory. In fact, many doctors recommend that their patients use turmeric if they are inflamed. And, you know, many of us know after studying, um, um, health and weight loss and, um, feeling good in our bodies that a lot of the food that we're eating can inflame us. Mm-hmm. And so if you're eating any form of processed food, even some other foods that may be irritating your body, um, you have this inflammation and the inflammation is blocking fat loss. And the other thing that's happening is if, you are, if you're inflamed, your face may be more puffy than it actually has to be. And your stomach may be more bloated than it has to be. And so by, by using foods and ingredients that are anti-inflammatory, you're bringing down that puffiness. You're bringing down that bloating. You're really like helping your body um, be, be healthier. And so, um, so using turmeric is an excellent way to do this. And so turmeric is the bright yellow, um, what's called the wonder spice, because it has so many amazing benefits. And one of the things that people don't know is that it's very mild in its flavor. It has like almost almost a completely neutral flavor. It has a slight earthy flavor, but just because it's bright yellow, it seems like it has a really, really loud taste, but it doesn't. It's very mild. And one of the best ways that you can use turmeric is to add a half teaspoon to your eggs in the morning if you're eating eggs, Mm -hmm. because eggs are yellow anyway. It blends with the yellow eggs. You don't even realize that it's in there, but yet you're getting all these anti-inflammatory benefits. And one other way that you can use it is if you're you're, having a smoothie or a protein shake before or after working out, um, you add a half teaspoon of turmeric, it helps with muscle recovery because it's reducing inflammation and it's a very natural way of reducing your inflammation. So that's another great one. Yeah, that's nice. And it's very, I mean, I like the taste of curcumin, turmeric. Mm -hmm. I really like it. And cinnamon, I have a little shake I make in the morning. I take a, a scoop of chocolate protein powder. It's egg protein powder with, and then I put uh, an egg yolk in it, some cinnamon, and then I pour coffee in it. And, it's, and it put a little uh, scoop of collagen powder. Collagen. Okay. I was wondering and, if it was and, collagen. Yeah, collagen powder in there. And that makes like a little, like a Starbucks type drink with the cinnamon and the egg. The egg, it makes it a little frothier. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about mindset. Because this is a big one. Mindset, when you go into these things, and I think people lose their mindset. And a lot of people I co- you know, have coached in the past, they're like, matter of fact, recently, I, it was the weekend. And I'm like, Monday came and I texted her. And I said, hey, how'd you do this weekend? And she didn't answer me back. So I already knew what was going on. And finally, about two in the afternoon, I get a text. I cheated all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I started Friday night and it rolled all the way through Monday. And I'm like, so how do we, and, and it's all, it, mindset's a toughie. But to your point that you said earlier about you, you can feel full. I mean, vegetables will fill you up. But most people get, it always happens with wine or alcohol. On that Friday night, I'm going to meet the coworkers after work. I'm going to have two glasses of wine. And if you're at a restaurant that serves not appetizers and you have a couple glasses of wine, somebody's going to order appetizers, right? <laughs> so how do you yep. how, how, work through your, with your clients this mindset of not doing that? 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Definitely. That's that's something really common. You know, that's something that happens to everyone, everybody. I mean, at some point it go, you go through that or you go through it all the time. And so, um, you know, part of it is it, it's mindset. It's having some, some habits to like get you, pull you back. Cause you, cause you need to have like a certain habit to, in place. Um, so one, uh, mindset, you know, well, one thing I want to share, first of all, is that I never advocate being perfect, like around the clock. And, um, but you know, the weekends do happen. In fact, every weekend, I love to have chocolate croissants with my family. I love to, you know, have like things, you know, a lot of us do. And so integrating like the not so perfect foods into your healthy lifestyle is what I define as your healthier lifestyle, because you're actually making place for some of those things to happen in general. But what can happen like your client um, that kind of like it went on all weekend. Now that's something else, because if that happens once in a while, that's fine. But if it happens every single weekend, it's going to be hard to get healthy. It just really is. And so there's a mindset that I like to share. And this mindset is called all or nothing. And a lot of us have this mindset where what it means is that a lot of times if you're being healthy and then all of a sudden, you know, it's Friday night and you have the a drink and you have the fried appetizers, you have the dessert, you're like, well, forget it. I already messed up. I might as well forget about the whole weekend or I might as well forget about the rest of the day. Like you, you, we make these claims. Like we'll say like if, if we, if we have an unhealthy food at three o'clock, we'll say, oh my gosh, forget about it. I'm just going to like order out tonight or I'm just going to like eat unhealthy. And and we have this thing called all or nothing, which is, you know, if you did it once, you might as well, you're, you got to get, you're off the wagon. So you're totally off the wagon. And so, you know, this comes from the diet culture teaching us to think like this. So it comes from us thinking that we either have to be perfect or we're a failure. We can't be anywhere in the middle. And, um, and so really being, being aware that this is a mindset of all or nothing is, is really key. And so we can actually change it when you become aware of it. And so one analogy I like to share is that if you're parallel parking, for example, and you by mistake end up backing up into the car behind you and just tapping it a little bit, that's what bumpers are for. You just tap it a little bit. Are you going to keep going in that direction? Or are you going to turn around and go the other direction because you tapped it, you know? And so it's the same thing with all or nothing. Yes, if you made, if you did something, you had fried appetizers, you had drinks. Why, why does that mean that you have to keep going in that direction? Like you, you needed it for the time. And then let's start focusing on how you feel and the energy that you want to have for the weekend. Because if you keep eating like that all weekend, it's going to be likely that you're not going to have energy to do a lot of things that you wanted to do. And you're just not going to feel good in your body. So it's, it's actually taking you out of weight loss and actually having you focus on the immediate feeling that you're going to get from how you're going to, from when you eat foods that are, that are unhealthy, you're going to feel like lethargic. You're not going to feel like you can do a lot of things. And so really being conscious of how you're going to feel it can, it can immediately extract you out of that. And you can d- make a decision. Like, I don't want to waste my whole afternoon. I want to f- feel higher energy. And also I did it last night. That doesn't mean that I have to do it today. Right. So. That's good. Yeah. Cause I remember going through my journey and I did the same. I would do that same thing of self-sabotage and say, ah, I may as well do the rest of the weekend. Mm-hmm. But now I like Friday night, I have a night. I pick my night. It's usually Friday and I go, you know, I'll have some chicken You know, I'll eat chicken wings at the, go to the, without with a buddy and have some chicken wings or, you know, but I don't take it further 
you know, I have that draw, I draw that line where like, okay, I'm going to have a few beers and some chicken wings, but I'm not going to get the fries. You know, I'm going to stop at that chip, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to, you know, you have to draw that line. And, and, but you also have to, you know, I'm a big believer in, you know, if aunt Betty's having a birthday, you, you know, you're going to go to her birthday party and you know, there's going to be a birthday cake. It's okay to have that cake Mm -hmm. because you have to do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you can't, you can't stop that. That's Mm -hmm. part of life. And it's always going to be there. It's like you said, to your point, it's saying, okay, I did it. Let's move, go to the next step. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I love that. The, the cake. It's so true because you, there's going to be these things in life. And if you actually expect yourself to not do, do eat the cake and then you end up eating it, then you feel bad about yourself. And then you're like going in the spiral backwards direction. Whereas instead you could say, well, yeah, I ate it. And that's what I needed at the time. Now I want to make the healthier choice. Right. Now I'm done with that. I want to make the healthier choice and feeling okay about that. Right. All right. Let's go. Let's talk about sugar. Cause this is a big and in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I'm not a scientist or a doctor. I mean, I went through functional medicine training and I get everything, but sugar is one of the primary reasons that COVID spread so fast, in my opinion. And but that's not going to go on record. And this isn't about COVID, but sugar is hidden everywhere. And sugar, like to your point, maple syrup, People say, well, it's maple syrup. It's got to be healthy because it's from a tree. But that will spike your, it's that maple syrup, even though, yes, it is a healthy alternative to Aunt Jemima because mm-hmm. it's real. It's a real food product, mm-hmm. but it does spike your insulin very, very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Just yep. as Aunt Jemima's does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of your thoughts and tricks and for sugar and how to, to know what sugar is a bad sugar and what, you know, to help the common person through this because there's sugar, there's sugar everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so true. And so that's so funny because yeah, sorry, Aunt Jemima doesn't sound as healthy, but it's going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to cause you to gain as much fat as maple syrup. Well, that's just what's going to happen. And when you look at the sugar content of maple syrup, it's like 24 grams of sugar in one serving. It's, that's right. a lot. That's a daily intake you should be having in sugar. Right. And just because it comes from maple syrup from a tree doesn't mean that it's not going to not make you gain weight because it right. will. So, um, so for sugar, you know, one of the, the easiest shortcuts to, to help you with sugar is to know that anything that comes in a package is going to have sugar in it. And that includes protein bars. That includes things that we think are healthy. That includes like all of the things that are packaged up as healthy, but if they're in a package, there is some level of processing and there is some sugar in there. And it's, and it's unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. Now, when you're eating sugar, the biggest part of it that's, that's really, really important to know is that you, when you eat some sugar, it causes you to crave more sugar. So it's really not even an option sometimes to say, oh, I'm just going to have a bite of that. Or I'm just going to have a little of that. Because what happens is when you have a little of it, it causes you to want more. And then you feel like you need to use your willpower to stop you from getting more sugar. But it's beyond that. You can't use your willpower when your body's crying out for sugar. It's really hard. 
And so, you know, like one of the things I want to, first of all, give a little inspiration that I was someone that whenever I would go to any event, I would be the first person that would walk in and go straight to the dessert table. Like I would think about sweets. I would think about donuts, cupcakes, um, croissants when I was like sitting in class or at work. Like I would just think about because I was so obsessed with sweet food. And I always thought that I just have sugar cravings. That's just who I am. So now I want you to know that you can evolve to a place where you choose to have sugar when you want sugar and it doesn't choose you. And that's the difference. You can still enjoy sugar without it controlling you. And so the way to bridge this is to be aware of where your sugar is. So the first thing is to to listen to the shortcut about just like processed food is going to have sugar. So trying to find alternatives that are healthier and real food is key. And then another thing about sugar is like, it's not about like approaching this head on and trying to take down the sugar without making other changes. What I what I've seen work so much better is to actually create a framework of the way that you eat that keeps you full and satisfied. And when you're full and satisfied, the sugar cravings actually disappear. They, they don't, they're not there. So it's about learning the foods to eat and how to put them on your plate so that you're, you're feeling full and satisfied. And when you are feeling full, you just don't even want sugar. Like someone can come and put a whole entire tray of fresh uh, baked chocolate chip cookies in front of you and you won't even want it. And, and that's like, for me, that was that never happened. Now it, it happens all the time. So really being able to have that, that structured framework, and I can share more about that, but you know, having like a framework of having enough foods that makes you feel satisfied is really, really key. So then the sugar just, you're not craving as much. Uh, you can share more if you want. I mean, so yeah, I, okay. Well, I mean, sure. I'm open for that. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. So that I can, yeah. Um, so, uh, so there's a, you know, this framework that, that I found when I lost 40 pounds, um, was that all of a sudden I couldn't believe it, but I just, I just didn't want to eat sugar anymore. It was like, it came over me so quickly. I, I just didn't want it anymore. It was like a, a huge revelation, a huge freedom that I experienced. And, and what it was, was using a few principles of how to put foods on your plate. So the first thing is to use real foods and knowing that when you use real foods, meaning they are real, they're not in a package, they're, they're from the produce um, aisle, they're from other places in the grocery store that are natural foods and using those and knowing I can eat more of real food. So never feeling hungry because the moment that you're hungry, your body starts craving for sugar, even though it's like, what's really happening is that it's craving for real nourishing foods. Mm -hmm. So knowing I can eat more. The second thing is I call this protein more. So on your plate, having more protein, because what's often, what we often feel is cravings for sugar. It doesn't even, you would never know this, but your body's actually craving protein. You didn't give it enough protein and it's, you feel like you're craving sugar. But if you had just given yourself the right amount of protein in the beginning, you would have never had those sugar cravings. So having protein, having what I call tasty veggies, we talked about how important that is to have veggies, but to have tasty veggies and then to have a healthy carb on the side. And so a healthy carb means like a carb that doesn't like burn quickly out of your system. So it means things like beans, lentils, Ezekiel bread. It could include sweet potato. Um, it could include quinoa, things that are not going to burn as quickly when you eat it. It's not like 
It doesn't give you a sugar rush right away. That's what a healthy carb is. And as an alternative, when you have a healthy carb and when you have this blend of all the foods, your energy doesn't go up and down. Like usually a lot of times after you eat a meal, if it's not structured in the right way, you're, you'll, you'll feel full and satisfied and have all this energy. And then you'll have a sugar drop. You'll have a drop because you weren't eating the right things. And so you're going to feel a drop in energy. When you eat the way that I'm describing, you actually feel an even energy all afternoon and all evening. And, and you're not craving for other foods. Not only that, but you're actually more productive and focused so you can reach your goals. You can use, you get those two to three hours that you might've been having a sugar crash. You're actually like executing and producing and creating and you're you're being your best version of yourself because you've fed, fed yourself in the right way to give yourself that energy through the afternoon. So so that's what I call the fat burning. It's called the the um, tested and perfected fat burning food framework where you eat these this way where you have protein more, tasty vegetables and healthy carbs. And as a result, you don't have cravings for sugar and you actually burn fat much faster because your metabolism is boosted because you're eating the right amounts of food. Nice. Nice. I like that. That's a good, very good valid point too, along with the cinnamon in there mm-hmm. for the sugar. Mm-hmm. All right. I got a couple more things. I don't know what your schedule is like, but I want to talk about the elephant in the room regarding weight loss. And it's something that I think is a cause for binging and eating garbage food. And that's and we're, we've been through a lot the last year and a half or a year and a couple of months, and that's stress. This is a biggie. And I think this is where, especially I don't have kids, so I don't know what it's like, and I don't have a, a significant other. So everybody's been in this, in this lockdown for a long time. The kids are at home, where now they're starting to go to school in stages. Mm-hmm. but we're, we're also locked in a home with a spouse. And so stress, stress is a huge elephant in the room that leads to a lot of not healthy things. Yeah. How, how, what are some of your tricks and tricks for that? As far as, I mean, you're a mother, you know, I mean, it's had to be hard for yourself, you know, and because let's face it, that's challenging. With mm-hmm. everybody in one home under one roof, and there's a lot of working parents that have been working together in the home with the children in the home. So that's like a just like a a mixed bag of of stress. Is there any tips you have for people that are have been through that or are still going? I mean, it's, they're still going on. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's gone away. It's opening up a little bit. Yep. No, it definitely is so true. You're so, it's so right, Tom. I mean, this is not a easy time. And see, the thing is that food is such a central part of our culture where we use it naturally as rewards and as stress relievers. And it's it's something that's so easy. So you're sitting at home and one of the best ways to feel good is to go eat something. Because it's like instant feeling great. Like you get to eat something, you feel good. So it's a band-aid over how you're feeling or it just helps you get through the moment also. Right. And, and so that's something that like, just to be aware of that, that what's happening is, is really key because 
you're, we're using it as a stress reliever, but we're using it because that's the only thing we know, or that's the first thing that we think of because it is such a big part of our culture. Like when we were children, our parents gave us ice cream to, you know, as a reward for feeling good. Or when we were feeling bad, we got ice cream or, you know, it's not our parents' fault because they were trying to help us. And that was all that they knew. But those are the things that we are, that are ingrained in us, that are in our subconscious as we are, are older now. And we're thinking like, well, I don't feel good. I want some ice cream. It's like the, it's like, it's, 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 unlo- it's like being aware of these, of these habits that we have and unlocking what's actually happening. And so for stress, you know, one of the things I can share, there's like a two-step process that I recommend. It's very, it's, it's, it takes, the second step takes a little bit longer. The first step is a lot easier, but the first step is to say, okay, I know that I'm, I'm reaching for food to be because I'm stressed and 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 just to be aware that like this is not the only way that I could alleviate my stress. So what I found is that best and easiest thing that you can do is to find a healthier replacement for what you're what you're craving. So and there's lots of healthier replacements. So like if you're craving wine, if you're craving after dinner snacks, like late night snacks, there's a lot of things that taste really good at night that are so much better for you. Like for example, instead of ice cream, having Greek yogurt and berries with some cinnamon on top mm. um, or doing what I call golden milk, which is almond milk, um, a half teaspoon of turmeric, a little bit of coconut oil and some black pepper. Um, black pepper is to absorb the curcumin from the turmeric more. Having that is like, it's like, it tastes like a milkshake, but it's using almond milk. And it, because it has turmeric in it, it's anti-inflammatory. So it's relaxing your body and you're going to have a better night of sleep. So, so instead of saying, I'm not going to have anything, that doesn't work right away. The first step is to say, I know that this is happening. I'm aware that I'm going to food for stress relief. Let me find a healthier alternative and then finding a tasty alternative that you actually really like. So that's key. But then while you're doing that, then you're working on your inner emotions of what's actually going on and being being aware of, I'm, I'm using food as a stress reliever. Obviously, the only thing to fix the stress is to fix is to change the stress like the source of the stress and to work on like how do i get less stressed how do i change my schedule around how do i get more support how do i get more help and what else can i do to to alleviate my stress in the moment like can i take a bath can i take a shower if i don't have time for a bath can i call somebody that's that i like to talk to that's easy to talk to like my sister my mom or my best friend or my brother or whoever it may be um can i you know um can i take a walk can I listen to music? So trying to think of other things that is going to help you get through this without without having you know food. And then you know just to put a cap on everything, when you eat un- unhealthy, it actually causes you more stress because it doesn't feel good in your body. Like it, it's not even only about the weight gain; it's about you don't feel good when you eat lots of quantities of unhealthy carbs, unhealthy fats. You just don't feel good and you start to feel more stressed and, and sugar actually causes you more stress. When you're eating more sugar, it's stressful to your body. So, right. so being aware that you're actually stressing yourself out by eating more sugar, if that's what, you, if that's what exactly. you're Exactly, perfect. That's yeah. exactly right. And what, one question I have for you is, what, as far as sugar goes per day, I, I, try, I try and stay under 20. And that's very difficult. Usually I'm right around 25, 28. But I shoot for 20 because I know, only because I know I'm gonna, not going to hit it. But, mm-hmm. you know, what, what is your ideal sugar mm-hmm. intake for a day? 
That's amazing, Tom, that you're staying under 20 and you're doing that every day. I mean, that's very rare to do that because that means that, yeah, that means that like you don't have an addiction to sugar because if you're able to do that, you're eating real foods. Like I can already see that. The only way to get to under 20 is by eating real foods all day long. And and so, I mean, the number that I recommend is 25, um, staying under 25, which is also hard. Hard, Um, right. But if you're eating real foods, like I hit that every single day, um, unless I'm unless it's my chocolate croissant day or unless it's like someone's birthday, then I will go over that. Right, but right. I will, you know, t- t- what 25 comes, that comes from like little sugars from vegetables, from like healthy carbs. It'll come out in there. But the moment you eat a processed food, it's going to bump it up right. like by 10 or 15 right away. So I don't, I know that like bananas, people are like, oh, Tom, bananas, natural sugar. I get that. But I know from my body, I know exactly. I gain weight very quickly with bananas. And I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's my biological makeup. I know it's a lot of sugar in a banana. But I also, I can tell. as soon If I eat a banana, I don't know what it is, but I, I just know my body. And, and, and if I have a banana or even try and squeeze in a half a banana in a protein shake, I, I just boom, I, I can feel it. So oh my gosh. See, and this is what nobody's talking about. And I'm so glad that we're talking about this because a banana is so high in sugar. Yes, it's natural. But if you actually like, like the way to test this is to wear a glucose monitor and you can see your sugar uh, jumps up right away. And when your glucose jumps up right away, that creates fat, fat, like a fat storage. And so a banana is unfortunately a lot of people think that a banana, yogurt, and orange juice is a healthy breakfast. And that's like, seriously, that's like almost 45 or 50 <laughs> sugar. Well, let's that. talk about, add the orange juice to it. Yeah. I mean, people, I, I don't know if that's like, all my elders, are my well, I'm old, so my elders are really old. <laughs> but it's a, it's a thing when they go to breakfast, they order orange juice. And I'm like, do you know that's a lot of sugar in that little, cup of natural, supposedly natural orange juice. You know, orange, totally. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as natural orange juice unless <laughs> you're taking the orange and actually squeezing it in with your hands. Yep. And and even then it's like, if you're going to have an orange, I recommend having an orange because then you're getting the fiber with exactly. the orange. Yeah. You're not just having the juice. That's not, it has, it's pure. I mean, even though it's, even when it's squeezed, it's going to be all the sugar without the fiber. So you're not slowing the absorption of the sugar that you would if you ate the orange. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good point. I I like that point. All right. Before we let go, you've got some things coming up in March. I, I think it's called the five day slim down for fierce feminine. First feminine leaders. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. Wow, you got it. It's a it's a workshop. It's a so yes, it's a five day live workshop. I'm going to be live every day. I'm going to be talking about the. Um, it, I'm going to be going into so much more detail about a lot of things that we talked about today, including the fat burning food framework. I'm going to be sharing exact foods to put on your plate for the fat burning food framework. If you're a vegetarian, how to make it work for you? Because I help a lot of vegetarians and vegans, and I'm also going to be talking about how to create a morning routine that's metabolism boosting. And we're going to be diving into mindsets. And we're going to be going into detail on how to get off sugar. 
So it's a five-day workshop. It starts on March 8th. Um, and I'm going to be live every day for an hour. Um, and there's just going to be so much value, so much teaching. A lot of women actually lose um, between two and seven pounds during the five days. And it's by creating sustainable, healthy habits that you can you can have later on, but you're going to see how impactful they are. And you're going to know your breakfast. You're going to have your lunches and dinners down by the end of the week. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll just share how to, how to join that. I would yes, love I was for, going to tell you that. Yeah. I would love for your listeners to join. It's, it's what you do is you just head over to masalabody.com forward slash slim down. And um, there you'll find the, um, you'll get the link. Um, you'll just put your name and your email in and then we'll get you registered and, um, and get you, get you involved. We have a Facebook group where we do everything, but if you're not on Facebook, we also have videos that we share with you that we do on zoom. Um, so there's every reason we want you in there and it's, it's a real transformational um, workshop. So it's on starting on March 8th. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And I'll put that in the show notes. It's uh, masalabadi.com slash slim. Down. Down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. Yep. All right. I'll put that in the show notes. And one thing I wrote down here, and I forgot to bring it up today, is what is what, what are some of your tricks before we go quick? You don't have to dive in because I know you're a busy woman. Alcohol consumption. Okay. Yeah. So I will tell you, I don't have the traditional response that a health coach would typically have. I actually support alcohol consumption. And the reason is because I come from a lifestyle of being a professional woman. I, I went to, you know, I had a night, I have night, a nightlife usually when it's not COVID. Um, I enjoy that part of life, of uh, drinking cocktails, of drinking wine, of drinking scotch, whatever it may be. Um, and so I actually was able to lose 40 pounds while drinking drinking three times a week. And I, I'm totally proud to say that because that was that was that was part of my life. And if okay. I couldn't drink, I wouldn't have followed all the principles that I did because it would not have been part of my lifestyle. And so when you're eating well during the days, when you're eating well Monday through Friday, and, and on the weekends you're making healthy choices as much as you can, if you add in two to three days of drinking, um, you can still lose a lot of weight. You right. can still lose a lot. It's very possible. If you are looking to like, I mean, of course you can lose weight a little faster, but I mean, I lost 40 pounds in nine months, which was pretty fast for me drinking the whole entire time. And so you can absolutely drink it now for a lot of people. I know that they drink wine every night and they have two to three glasses of wine every night. So from there, that's something that when you're starting, you can still do that if you make changes to what you're eating, but over time, you're going to want to take that down a bit. Mm -hmm. So you're not drinking every night and you're not in that habit of going to wine to relax or finding out healthier ways to relax at night. Okay. I have a story about glasses of wine though. <laughs> I had a client, I was like, she's like, well, I'm only drinking two glasses a night. I said, could you do me a favor and show me the size of your glass? <laughs> and it was like, it was like two glasses consisted of a whole bottle. That's how big the glass was. That's like, oh, so girl. funny. Oh my God, I've seen those huge glasses. And it's a very common that people, women will drink a bottle of wine a night. It's very common. It's very common. And it's it's like, it's you don't have to not drink, but, right. but maybe like taking the drinking down right. is a good first step. Right. <laughs> That's pretty uh, funny. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, how come we're not losing any weight? Everything, <laughs> I've, everything I'm doing here is work, should be working. Yep. That was, was it. Like, it's something hiding. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. 
And, and also, you deal with a lot of women in that menopausal stages. So that's mm-hmm. a lot harder because there's a lot more things going on. Do you find that more difficult? So, so this is also um, a myth that, that, you know, a lot of women do come to work with me because I work with women in their forties, fifties, and sixties. And many of the women um, in their fifties or are like either post-menopause, in-menopause, so women in their forties are also in the same way, maybe perimenopause. And, um, and they feel like they, everything they've tried before has not been, is no longer working. But once they start following the principles that we teach, like eating real food, following the framework that I shared, um, they actually find that their metabolism boosts um, and they start losing the weight. I've had okay. women, I've had a woman in her 50s, she lost 17 pounds without exercise. I have a current client who's lost 41 pounds in the last six months without wow. any exercise. Absolutely. Um, 58 years old. That's and awesome. So when you start eating in a way that's nourishing your body, that's boosting True. your metabolism, right. when you boost your metabolism, everything starts working. Very good. I love that. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'll put the links in the show notes and the listeners can find them there. I'll put all your links in the show notes because you're everywhere. And that's a good thing. But I will put those in the show notes. I appreciate you reaching out to me and coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. And any plans for the rest of the evening? Oh, well, well, today I'm going to be actually making this dinner for myself and my family. It's called Thai Thinning Curry. So I'm excited about that. It's basically red curry paste with coconut milk, Mm. um, a bunch of veggies. My family's going to have it with rice. I'm going to have it like more veggies. That's how I I combine um, family meals. I, I can make the same thing, but then my kids will have more of the unhealthy carbs, which they're kids, that's fine. Right. But I won't, and um, and I'll have more of like greens on the side. Okay. So I'm gonna do that and just chill, just chill out tonight. But um, it's been so so wonderful talking to you. I just love your questions and and the pace of the conversation. I feel like we really got to have really got to just to share a lot about about like what's real with with weight yeah. loss today. So it's a real deal, and you're yeah. the real deal. So thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.